Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. This is Rumors of Instinct 1987. Thank you all very, very much. Namaste and Shalom. For listeners new and old, I welcome you. I thank you. And I honor you. And I am humbled and honored by each and every one of you in return. So thank you very much. Consider leaving a like or comments below in the comments section if you can. Um, If you're listening to this on YouTube or library, let me know what you think of my production, my production values, uh, my content. Check out my portfolio if you have a chance. Hundreds of videos on uh, secret space program related subjects, uh, modern conspiracies, military industrial... um, news cultural news etc etc and um, I'll be trying to transfer a lot of these longer form videos into shorter form formats so that um, library and odyssey audiences are not excluded from the longer form creative episodes as well as converting a number of the longer form original script episodes for example that are over an hour into podcast uh, audio format so that um, this audience too can get a little, um, you know, a, a more complete review of my portfolio and my creative efforts. Uh, the Rumors of Instinct podcast is not specifically going to be catered towards one specific subject, but it is going to be catered towards the community at large of counterculture and independent researchers, uh, thinkers, artists, influencers. The thing with my channel, though, is that it's not just the material to be covered. It's my own take on it, my own um, angle of attack on it, my own experience relating to my opinions, my research, and it's going to be kind of a genetic, uh, biological... Uh, growth, a stream of consciousness, like a type of postmodern uh, collaboration of many of my personal experiences, uh, plus, uh, you know, the experiences of others, the material out there to kind of steer and direct this channel. Um, so the origins are going to be stay, are staying the same, and I'm going to keep them the same because I'm very, you know, certain, proud that they are absolutely... Uh, you know, relevant to the day's standards and everything, but I'm going to start diversifying my videos, diversifying my content to kind of include the versatility that I feel really does make a human being um, the multi asset, multi, you know, faceted, uh, many layered approach to who an individual really is. And, um, you know, the baseline is still the same, but, you know, we are all free to kind of pursue an infinite amount of different topics, subjects, and uh, activities, you know, as is our right to kind of fully round ourselves as people, to fully complete ourselves as people, to color ourselves in, and to complete the illustration that makes the uh, the man, you know, really. So, today though, you know, so look forward to that on the horizon. Um... Updated news because I guess this is going to be kind of like a northeast, west, and south episode, a news episode, even though I really don't think that. Um, 
yeah, why not? Like I said, like, I didn't really want to plan it to be, but, you know, the subjects I wanted to speak about right now, he's like, I wouldn't really consider them world news, but I consider them newsworthy because, and I was thinking about that too, I was like, I'm not really covering world news, I'm covering the news that matters, you know, the news that you could possibly use. So these subjects, which are very small term, but just important in the big picture of things, important in seeing the, you know, 30,000 versus 300,000 foot view of the, the surface of the earth. And um, they may be lost to a lot of people. And, you know, who can't really imagine them. They may be lost to people who don't understand them. They may be lost to people who don't understand their importance. But they're not lost on me. And hopefully they won't be lost on you, my brave and intrepid audience. So, without further ado, I guess this episode of the North, East, West, South News for January 29th, 2021, will be about two things that I found online. Um, and, and I know everyone wants to talk about the GameStop uh, market uh, hoax or whatever, the little prank that they're using to kind of uh, uh, sow fear into the public from the those rogue internet hackers like they always typically do. I feel it's a total psyop. Um, but at the same time, it could be a organic, just bullshit thing that the internet has done uh, to kind of fuck up the system, given access to um, access to things like concepts and, and um, that typically people aren't factoring in that a the run on basically shoestring balances. You know, like they're all spinning plates being kept aloft by um, regulations and, and balances and like, you know, the invisible hand that even a small disruption can cause the whole thing to kind of fall apart. It's a house of cards, really. And that three million people, if properly motivated with very limited funding, can actually tip the balance of something such as the modern day Dow Jones or the stock market and cause a company that was on the verge of bankruptcy for no uh, purpose other than spite and to uh, prove a point to emerge as one of the Fortune 500 companies over a day simply because that's how fine of a balance this whole stock market and uh, invisible digital transaction world of finance, regulation, hedge fund management, etc., uh, really works. It's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors. It's all a house of cards. It's all... Um, willing to cooperate with systems simply to profit from other people's uh, ignorance and or the true scale of the amount of transactions occurring. Say, like, you make a cent for every stock that's exchanged, but you're selling volumes of millions of stocks. It doesn't matter to you the success or the well-being of the company, let alone the individuals who work for the company. What matters to you is getting as many of those pennies as possible so that your, your um, portfolio can can state that it has a, you know, amount or percent, a ratio of return that can elicit further business for you and your company, your hedge firm, and also, um, you know, the same is, is true once you start thinking about the pennies you make selling stock, thus your willingness to play with not only the future, but the economy like it is like a bunch of cards, like trading cards, 
that's it becomes a game to you. It becomes this kind of thing where it is all a game. It's all a like a it's a field of landmines where any wrong step from people who aren't playing the game, who don't know the routine, who aren't indoctrinated and just keeping the the boat from rocking, you know, like exactly one one wave can knock over the whole boat because it's so loaded with fat cats and and people who are just sleeping at the wheel, basically, when it comes to, um, you know, um, like any kind of chaos effect, any kind of um, true ripple in reality, in an unexpected event, any organic unexpected event, um, I I didn't really want to talk about it, but now I hear I am talking about it. I guess I'll just kind of put it to bed since I'm aware of it. Um, this is the future because the future is is always the same. You know, the, the war never changes. When people are properly motivated, they are unstoppable. Not because they are powerful, but because the system is so weak. The system is absolutely a only as strong as the uh, integrity and the intelligence and the vision uh, of the people who manage and operated it. And as the stock market has shown, these invisible, anonymous fat cat bankers and um, stock market gurus and things like that, they are not part of the real community at large. They're not part of the nation, really. They're a type of bubble community that does not understand how the real world works and when challenged by it has no real way of defending itself because its system is so weak that it can only simply retreat in protest and then villainize if this was an organic thing. Really, I think it was more of like a type of flex from, um, you know, shadowy anonymous figures who are co-opting these popular front movements, who are co-opting these populist movements, and doing certain things simply out of a kind of soft terrorism, a soft protest activism. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there were socialist agendas at play here. I wouldn't be surprised if there were, for example, um, attempts at creating domestic cyber um, cybersecurity fronts, say, for example, in local uh, police forces to police things like Reddit and, um, you know, I got a federal level to, to actually be censoring things like Reddit communities to be actively infiltrating uh, these movements because of their destabilizing effects on society. I mean, you can't have Reddit go without a, a couple of uh, Reddit marshals, you know, like the same thing with the airlines, that now there has to be randomized air marshals, TSA, exactly. It just limits and riddles away real abilities to communicate, organize, and um, create, like, you know, real discussions and conversations about systems without being targeted and designated as uh, activists or radicals or extremists in opposing those organizations, same way that any talk about liberation or independence in the colonial era was seen as an act of sedition and an act of, uh, you know, aggression, even though you were just trying to say, for example, um, 
exercise your inalienable rights to self-govern. You know, that, that was seen as a type of hostility. It's, it's currently seen as a type of domestic terrorism in America. I mean, it really is. That if you thought you could be a sovereign citizen and self-govern, then, you know, you got another thing coming because a lot of uh, uh, forces at play trying to get you to uh, submit to your, basically, um, your necessity for the state. Like, the state is becoming integral and, and um, to your daily life. To you, to, it's no longer just a concept to kind of uh, make sure all the, the paperwork is, is lined up. You know, it's not longer just a tax collector when it comes to your personal business. It is your personal business. It can get inside your personal business and tell you how to run that business. And it becomes a increasingly uh, constrictive process. It becomes an increasingly constrictive um, operator. And its agents are ever more intrusive. So every event that you see is proof that their intrusions just have to be escalated. Because in their logic, they only existed because they weren't intrusive enough. If they had been able to, say, circumvent this at any level, say through authorization from themselves being their own authorities, they, as a foreign power, you know, putting the commissar in these, uh, red, these Reddit chat rooms and things, these stock markets, then you would see them being able to open up yet even more policing of the economy, policing of business, policing of stock trading, itself having the Securities and Exchange Commission being a highly policed area of life, it being a highly com policed community itself, the FBI arrests more white-collar criminals who operate within the world of finance and taxation and stocks than they do any other type of criminal. I mean, think about it, that the most committed felony-level like crimes are business crimes because the federal government's real effort of intrusion, real effort of invasion in the American society, you know, of which it is a foreign power, the federal government is a foreign power compared to the state and local levels, is business, is commerce, is trade. And as the world becomes ever more digitalized... You're going to see the largest companies and banks and uh, hedge fund managers become active supporters and um, cooperators and uh, uh, advisors of federal agencies, like collaborators with federal agencies, so that they can keep their uh, profits going, so they can keep their rewards, and they play victim. They will be pressing charges on individual people. They will be pressing charges on small uh, populist movements, activist groups, any kind of, uh, you know, activists will be labeled domestic terrorists, and they will be the victims. They will play the victim as if, though, this is really hurting a, an essential uh, part of American society, and they will get richer in, in, the, in the ways that they will become more secure, and thus the confidence of the market will return 
they will be kind of considered insured a little, like a little bit more insured. Um, because to be honest, the confidence in the market is drastically low. It's never been lower. And it's only kept alive through the permission of more low-yield investments, low-monetary-amount investments. Uh, Robinhood, people trading stocks at the dollar level, at the, the cents level. You can buy, like, 50 cents worth of a stock. You know, I think that's like a dollar, $5 buy-in. Like, these are ridiculously low numbers, and that's what's keeping up the stock market's numbers, is that it's sheer inflation... Because they're hoping that, say, for example, 100 million people contribute at $5 a piece rather than 5 million people contributing at $100 a piece. You see how they're trying to play the game? That, that these things like Robin Hood, these things like... Um, it doesn't help out the people. It helps out the stock market. They're only giving access to the common man to the stock market, which was always um, basically off-limits and get-kept. Um, to basically uh, major company owners, well, we would consider now a major company owner, but back then was considered a small business. You know, you see, our economy becomes even more of a shadow of itself, a fraction of itself as time goes on, because the litigation, the management, the insurance needed, the federal oversight, the IRS auditing, uh, OSHA, everything becomes a absolute crushing burden on small to mid-level companies where large companies can conglomerate and cooperate with each other as well as um, they don't really work on the scale. A Caterpillar Tractors is a multinational international company. Like, you know, exactly. Like, it's not a it's a different scale of, of beast itself. It's not just a Citywide or regional wide territory service provider, you know it is a international army of lawyers having company. Like you understand, like once you start getting into the litigation game, that's when they start sinking your battleship because it's like your entire life's work ultimately can be ended by the forced um, the force of, of paperwork and lawyers and litigation. I mean, a lot of it is uh, on a scale that the common person, any hourly worker, cannot comprehend, really. Like, they cannot comprehend. Like, the fact that you could have a, like, $200 million lawsuit over the misappropriation of uh, chemical waste and, and a fracking process, and that just being one of hundreds of court cases running through Houston at any given moment. You know, like, the level of our economy being a fifth in the world really doesn't come into play, you know, I'm speaking about Texas, um, you know, like to, to the common person who's just trying to make rent or their car payment or maybe even get like, say, um, a raise on their job. So that's that. That's the kind of what I have to speak about the uh, the Games Workshop thing is, uh, not the Games Workshop, the <laughs> Games, I don't know they believe the Games Workshop stock going up to be a Fortune 500 company would be a pretty funny news story. Um, uh, the GameStop Reddit bullshit and so um, it's a psyop it's it just to kind of bring more attention to our stock market that's already kind of failing for lack of a, lack of a importance and relevance and the common man, the middle class man the working class man is kind of excluded from this conversation 
and once again made a ghost, made a person non grata uh, element of the conversation of our economy. Because in the last year, 40-something million people have gone unemployed. Millions of small businesses have closed. Two-thirds of the businesses that closed temporarily for the, uh, for the pandemic, which was planned, the lockdown was planned to end, uh, are never going to open again because they, they did not survive with the lack of stimulus that actually occurred. Um, the handling of the crisis was terrible. We were given absolutely almost no government support due to the attention put on um, campaigning and the impeachment beforehand having kind of warped the, the sense of American um, domestic policy to the point that it was no longer a... a, a, a no longer a logical thing. It was more of like a sensationalist thing from every angle. All of it was a psyop. All of it was a, a planned hoax. All of it was absolutely just to kind of put the boot on the little guy to kind of uh, exclude the small business. Because the truth of the economy was that the um, American bank systems had overextended their trust in small businesses, especially restaurants and bars given a faulty algorithm and they were greenlit by this algorithm to give hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of loans to fucking restaurants that were failing from the first day simply to prop up the economy on paper but in reality what they did was sustain the livelihood of companies that were unprofitable restaurants, small businesses, catering services, service providers uh, things like that like these small um, services that were already becoming obsolete and being phased out. And there's two debates on that subject, but the one thing I'm trying to say is the, the writing's on the wall. They, a lot of these businesses were, were doomed to close, like all restaurants, at some point. You know, 80% of all restaurants close. They fail. That's been the stat. But the banks wanted to treat restaurants like the golden calf in America and put a lot of attention on food service industries like chefs, gourmet restaurants, dining experiences, and think that that was a real thriving heart of America's economy, and it wasn't. It was a luxury that was over-depended upon by a very, very naive, younger working class and, and higher middle class but once the system kind of started working against those people, like I said, the, the lower working class and the middle class are kind of getting stepped on now by these big, bigger players so that they can extract as much money as they can during this like debit de or debt crunch so they can kind of put in their offshore bank accounts, um, they stopped going to restaurants. You know, this is a simple economic principle. If you don't have any money to spend going out, you're not going to go out, right? As people lost that ability to go out, the banks start putting more debt and invisible money on these services and restaurants that were trying to gather this business back up, trying to excite people to get them to come back in, failing or embezzling the money and then basically defaulting on their loans. This eventually caused what would have been considered the great restaurant bubble of 2020. And as someone who's worked in restaurants... Oh, that's a big old P3.
as someone who's worked in restaurants his whole life, basically, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that all the restaurants that I ever worked on were failures, economically, profit-wise, service-wise, they were absolutely abysmal, and these were P.F. Chang's, This, this was a really high-rated, local favorite Thai food restaurant, a Chinese food restaurant that's a, like a real like sit-down experience that I loved going to as a kid that I worked at most recently, a German bakery, um, an Italian food restaurant from owners from Italy, you know, operating like on a beachside bistro. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of restaurant experience, years of it, and I can tell you every restaurant I ever worked on was making shoestring profit profit margins. They were typically trying their hardest and failing to not only train their staff or keep their staff like skilled enough to operate, but also keep their service uh, attracting customers when it was obviously clear that their uh, product was diminishing. You know, it was just it. It was. Like for example, P.F. Chang's itself, like there was that that was the biggest uh, discrepancy between um, product level, like product cost level, like expense wise, and um, and actual like food that they were they, like you know cost, ticket cost. So they would use about four dollars worth of product to make about uh, twenty dollars worth of food, you know, and it was. You know, it's a slap in the face of the American people that they, they expected them to to um, desire that or to, or to constantly uh, keep these people in business and stuff. And it makes no sense. Like, smaller people can't compete because you have major companies like P.F. Chang's who are fucking them over. And because they're more profitable, continue to fuck them over and can do things like afford uh, fancy little paper mache horses in the front and... Uh, you know, franchise owners that kind of halfway give a shit and, uh, you know, and hire these massive amounts of staff to constantly keep their, uh, their, their, you know, table service up. But at the end of the day, culture suffering. They're keeping all the money. It's not going back into the service or anything. It's not like America's getting a good deal out of this. And America's losing its money through unprofitable investments into, like, what we say, like, you paid $30 to shit it out. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, P.F. Chang's is not um, going to, like, solve your fucking problems. You know, it doesn't make your your family uh, experience any better. And it doesn't fill you up or give you any kind of, like, special nutrition. It's just, it's adult fucking entertainment when it comes to food. It becomes... It's since where it's a guilty pleasure, it becomes something that you do because you're lazy and you don't really understand um, the market because it's not your life. So exactly, like the middle class starts becoming more aware of these things, starts counting every dime. You know, they don't want to go out and and it becomes something that it was a bubble. There was a restaurant bubble. It was the service industry bubble. Our economy crashed in 2008, and it took it 10 years to eventually uh, find a, a reason to excuse the fact that the idea of uh, gentrification, mass gentrification, had failed because you can't just create hip places and make everywhere downtown L.A. You know, everywhere has to have individual and unique cultures, has to have individual and unique places. 
uh, individual and unique tastes for individual and unique people. You know, exactly, my ways are not your ways type thing. You can't make everywhere look like downtown L.A. and give them the downtown L.A. experience. They simply will not buy it. And I think that's what happened. And I think that ultimately is what uh, the, the GameStop thing is all about, is that people aren't buying this bullshit anymore. And the corporate leaders of America, the corporate billionaires of America, they just are so out of touch. They're absolutely out of touch with the experience of what it is to be an everyday person. Working class, lower middle class, poor, impoverished, uh, black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. The point is, if you're not a millionaire, they don't know what it's like to be you. You know, if if you're not, and it makes, and I know it sounds crazy, but Exactly. It's now almost impossible to make $100,000 in America the, the real way. It's almost impossible to, to make $1 million, $2 million in America nowadays. You know, it becomes this idea that even whatever level of success you think you've accomplished when it comes to wealth, the game is set against you. And if you start playing it, you know, enough, no matter how you start or what you get, you're going to eventually lose it again. Um... I mean, just look at Ponzi schemes, look at the Bernie Madoff scandal, look at all that kind of stuff. Uh, rich people are as are what were considered old school rich people, like, oh, you're a millionaire, you have $2 million, maybe up to $10 million. Um, that's vulnerable now, that's on the chopping block. Let alone people who were considered successful 20, 30 years ago, like, oh, you're, you've got a job, you have a, a skilled trade, you have uh, a community that has a kind of a thriving industry, maybe in the refineries or the port or, you know, whatever, factory jobs, mill jobs. 20, 30 years ago, that was already on the chopping block. But if you had that existence now, it's almost as if though you have nothing at all. Like, you don't get any recognition, any respect by your employers, your employees, uh, or your, whatever, your co-workers, uh, your society, your community, you can have a really, like, good five-figure job and still be two weeks away from being homeless, ultimately. One month away from being someone who has to take a greyhound out of the city type thing, you know, to find work elsewhere. And it's all on a flip of a coin. It's all on, like, you know, sort of Damocles type system. <clears throat> well... I didn't really want to talk about that today, so because that's not really the news story I want to talk about. But it'll be good for the views because it's clickbaity. <laughs> it'll be good for the views because it's clickbaity. You know, game game shop thing or whatever. Uh, GameStop. I had a friend who worked at or a friend whose boyfriend worked at GameStop. I should say, he was a dick. Yeah, I hated that guy. And then um, I've hated my experiences at GameStop. But I think that the company itself was. <laughs> was like your your quintessential um, 2010 era company where it was like the thing they did they tried to make it hip but they ended up making it so uncool that it, it basically is a joke in itself like if you work at GameStop you were a, a <laughs> it's like you are like the butt of a lot of jokes basically and it's, it's the classic situation of retail same thing that happened to malls. Like, you know, if you worked at the mall, which is to provide a hip service to people, like, you know, that uh, you became the problem. You became you became part of the problem. 
So, moving on. Right? P3 just flew overhead. I wish I had caught that on camera. It came out of the clouds, though, and the sun's in a weird angle. Point is, though, I didn't see it till it was right over my head. And by then, it was already gone. Uh, massive, massive platform, the P3. Uh, four engines. Um, they've been flying since the 50s. Those, those are sub-hunters. They're electronic warfare platforms. They carry computers and electronic equipment for uh, recording audio and other data. I think they have a big metal find, metal detector. I think they got... You know, there's a lot of shit they have. And you think that's crazy, but they do. It's meant to find Soviet submarines on the bottom of the fucking ocean in the middle of the North Sea. Um, you know, exactly like that's... It's, it's meant to keep a, the Atlantic Ocean free from the Red Menace, the Red October. And, um, you know, and it flew right over my house. And it was only about an altitude of, I want to say... 500 feet, maybe a thousand feet. Flew fucking directly over my house. We're not in any direction for it to have done that. It, it boggles my mind and always will. That, you know, I know what it is electronic harassment, so it's surveillance, but it's not spycraft. That's the thing. I don't know what to really call it because they'll make themselves super conspicuous and it's like. Their very presence is so obvious and blatant, and it's not like a subtle thing. Exactly, that thing flew like a 500 feet over my house. It's like a 200 foot long plane. It's like the largest flying platform that the Navy operates, you know, size wise. And it flew right over my house. And it's like every time I do these videos, every time I start talking about these things, you know, every day almost it flies over my house. To be honest, I wish I caught that on camera. But I didn't because I have my page pulled up to what I really wanted to talk about. That's right, half an hour into it. Um, that's right, this channel's famous for the half an hour long intros that are just ramblings uh, based about things I didn't want to talk about. And then I go into an hour of talking about what I want to talk about. So, I wanted to read to you guys this, this little thing I found on 4chan, the X board. And the state of X is atrocious. The state of X has absolutely fallen down to... Uh, epic amounts of bullshit. It's completely operated by shills, by glows, by glowies, by... I caught myself there. I didn't want to get in soap. Uh, trouble or cancel, canceled, so you gotta be always aware of your image. Um, you know, it's absolutely pro to the fucking extreme, right? There's just shills, trolls, people who are paid to cause uh, shit threads, moderators, janitors, all that kind of good shit, right? It's, it's a shadow of its former self. The 4chan experience, though, is strange because while you can't organically contribute to a successful thread or create one, I mean, and it's not a direction or, or conversations being held by real humans, you do sometimes get a conversation between two AIs, two chatbots. You do sometimes get conversations between two uh, intelligence agents that speak in code. You do sometimes get little snippets of truth from well-meaning people who try to put information on there thinking that it's an organic system, right? Like, they, they have good hearts. They're just a little naive to how the system works, generally through lack of experience. Now, that last part has contributed to a lot of cool recent things. Like, sometimes you see a lot of, like, disclosure 
on these sites. And the disclosure is typically <laughs> identified by the amount of shills that the thread generates. Right? So, um, like I said, this isn't going to convince anyone. They're going to be argued with. They're going to be attacked. You're going to have your thread ruined, derailed, and archived really soon. Like, basically put in the trash can really soon, right? Now, it'll go straight to page 5 immediately. It'll be posted. Instead of being on page 1 for a little while and cycling out, it'll go straight to the end and be dealt with automatically by the system itself, right? That's how you know something's true. That's how you know something is right, is because it's getting argued with the most, and it it flashes out of existence. They try to get rid of it, or they try to shut down the whole like operation, right? So... I saved this image, I saved this thread so that we can read it together. Uh, it was taken down immediately. I found it on page 5 of the X board the day I found it, and it was yesterday, right? So, begins with, you have a right to kill me, but you don't have a right to judge me. And that was in green text. We are slaves too. And it has a picture of a reptilian. The first response is, blah, blah, blah. I'm really thankful I don't buy into any stupid conspiracy narratives. Literally just systemized paranoia thoughts. No fucking thanks. The next one is, Imagine being this sad human thinking he's smarter because he doesn't believe in us, but he's still lurking on this board. Pathetic. So a, retaliation response, or a retaliatory response to the first response added nothing of value, right? <laughs> Shills, bots... NPCs and disinfo glow faggots are active on X 24-7. Just keep on going. Terrestrial humanity will discover their true roots sooner than later. And now I'll take these pauses and then I'm going to go on with the next thread, right? So that's like basically stop. Next thread. Or next, next response. Where are the dinosaurs? Bring them back. Next response. By the time everyone knows about us, we'll be extinct. Next response. Opie posts a picture of a reptilian and some random fag starts complaining about not believing in stupid conspiracy theories on a paranormal board. Shield detected. It's gotten so blatantly obvious lately. Is your boss making you work overtime? Stop. Next thread. Or next, next response. Next thread. Next response. We was slaves. Gimme Reptilian GF and we are settled. So girlfriend and we are settled. Stop. Next response. Mortal Realm has no relevance beyond benefit of Dominion currently. Dominion is unstable. Make it stable. Reptoids claim to be incompatible, yet they pepper our media with their kind and generally receive pleasant reactions. Is it hubris? They feel so opposed to us so often. Even if a reptilian treated me as mortal enemy, I'd want the opportunity to speak to one face-to-face, -face, unabridged or veiled in any way. Would be a compelling moment. Chameleons, nevertheless, aren't perfect at hiding. Just a shame it has to be this way. Stop. Next response. I'm only glancing at X here and there lately, because I had a brief interest in creepypasta, which I'm just about done studying. Browsing the board a little is the most I've ever bothered to let myself skim some of the rudimentary conspiracy narratives, and it just confirms my taking that the stuff is all a bunch of sort of paranoia narrative virality complexes that spiraled out of control, not to mention a fair amount of disinfo, schizophrenia, etc. in the mix and all of it, as would be expected. 
I feel really sorry for people that have been hooked by that stuff. There is literally no advantage to buying it. Jesus says not to worry about things, but in fact that one should only fear God, but also that God loves you and wants his best for you. That is my frame. I'm not interested in paranoid horror story conceptions of the universe or life. Why would anyone inflict that on themselves, and anyone shilling that garbage is playing with fire? I will have none of it. Stop. Next response. Who's your masters? Stop. Next response. Jesus and reptilians aren't mutually exclusive, though. Stop. Next response. It's an image of a penguin. <laughs> and the penguin says a macro saying, your meds, schizo. Right? This is welcome to 4chan. It's stupid. So, stop. Next response. My situation is way different. It is, they will kill me, but they don't have a right to do so. Stop. Next response. Inky, the Grand Master Alpha Drokanian. Stop. Next response. Which type of reptilian are you? I take it that Zachariah Sitchin books got it wrong in that Inky wasn't a good being who favored humanity. Does Pindar exist? Stop. Next response. Some fucking Aryan killed the great Pindar. His skin was so beautiful. It's funny because Pindar had Aryan blood. It was an albino one, and he wasn't such an asshole. Stop. Next response. Are you able to discuss where you currently are residing? I'm guessing an underground city of some sort. How are you able to connect with Earth's internet? When you say Aryan, do you mean Nordic ET? Stop. Next response. Lizard holding up a sign of peace. We'll exterminate you. Stop. Next response. Nevada de Toluca. We're 41 of us in here during hot seasons. Yes, it is an underground facility. Very old one. Depends on your social class, but if you come from a good family, you can easily go out. I study humans a lot. I'm an intellectual. Yes, we used to eat them. Stop. Next response. I take it you possess a cloaking device. If so, it doesn't make you appear as a human. I've heard of such devices that reptilians use. They attach it to their belt buckle. Is the device equipped with a voice synthesizer to make you sound human? Is it true that reptilian education system is long-term, to where even the most basic equivalent of a bachelor's degree would require a decades of schooling? Do reptilians really have a higher IQ than humans? Do you happen to know yours? Earlier, someone mentioned how reptilians will eventually go extinct. Why is that? Stop. Next response. This device is only used when walking in very crowded areas or when one is being recorded. Analog cameras can spot us. No, you may be confused because we measure time differently, in cycles, but most reptilian professions require daily education. Basic education ends before being an adult. We can fool minds, but not the hearts. My IQ is 181. This planet is going to enter what you call the fifth dimension, which is really the third dimension. The higher the dimension, the higher the vibration. Reptilians have very low vibrations. When this happens, we'll go extinct. Procreation is so hard between reptilians, almost impossible. We're less than 1,000 on this planet, intelligent reptilians. In this hundred years, we've had to keep vibrations low so we can still live. We do feed from bad human energy. That's that louche. 
Also, we're currently at war with those who ruled us, the Luciferians, and an octopus type of race. They don't see this planet as worthy of much trouble, but now they do. We're on our own now, pushing hard. The Democratic Party, the Catholic Church, and 90% of media is owned by us. The greys, the insects, the insectilians, and other dark species no longer work for us. We're at war. We're at war with Lyra. Stop. Next response. Do you happen to have a timetable from Earth when enters the first dimension? That's sick. I want to put a little sick right there because that's not mine. Do you happen to know I have a timetable for Earth when enters the fifth dimension? Sick. So isn't there a reptilian who's capable of existing in the fourth dimension? Are there any other planets out there still in the third dimension? Have you guys attempted creating your own pocket third dimension that will allow you to continue to survive? Have you heard of the Lakarta files? Just in case you have read them or listened to the interview, how accurate are they? Might you guys be behind the push for one world government? If so, in what ways would you be- that benefit you? Stop. Response. Can you visit me? I'd love to talk. Tell me secrets. I want to know. And in turn, will you tell you that the old ones from more before decay? But seriously, come visit me. I'm high as F on a cocktail of hard drugs, and I'm in the right state of mind to meet a being such as yourself and not shit myself. Stop. Next reply. No one knows that we can delay it. The planet has to enter a vibrational state, which can only be achieved if more people wake up. Stop eating meat. Stop worrying about anything, violence, and preying on the weak of their own kind. When this transition happens, all of those who prepare themselves will evolve into this new dimension. How? By being in perfect health and with good karma. Those who didn't will go die and reincarnate in a new Earth-like planet. There are reptilian entities who live on the fourth dimension, and the fourth dimension is like the sky of the third one, while the fifth one is a whole other thing where evil is very innocent. The most powerful beings are the ones who pull the strings live on the fourth one. Many, this planet is much worse compared to others, but much better compared to some slave planets. See, this planet is a farm where cows get killed, yes, but they aren't having such a bad time compared to others. The end game of every dark species is to feed from the bad energy, which can be extracted from simple chemistry. All the wonders of the world serve as energy containers, such as the pyramids, that light in the center of the pyramid, energy which ships extract and take to other planets. This Earth is the seventh time a human civilization existed, a more stable one, which is more useful in the long run. There are also good species here who only act if things get too nasty. This civilization is 80% of our creation. Economy, schools, religion, media, etc. Our leaders survive thanks to you. No, I haven't. I would advise you to stay away from any mainstream source of conspiracies. There are two governments currently, as I said, we're in a war. For you to understand, it's basically the United States, France, Italy, and the United Kingdom versus Russia, China, Mexico, Canada, and Argentina. Things are messy, and I can tell you that they don't care about politics. It's all about who's behind um, the reptilians. If Trump has won, all of our reptilian thing would have fallen down entirely. COVID was their creation. And then, stop. So, reply. Keep shadow banning this thread, mod. Stop. Reply. 
Shut the fuck up. Stop. Reply. Didn't the God we live under tell us not to judge? Stop. Reply. And it's this YouTube link. I don't know. Stop. Bump. <laughs> right, that's the reply. Just bump. <laughs> reply. When you say stop eating meat, do you mean go full vegan? Or are, you, are dairy products okay? Especially if the cows were treated well, such as grass-fed, pasture-fed... Raised milk, sorry. What about something like honey? Are eggs from free-range, pasture-raised chickens? Especially if the farmer never plans on slaughtering them, even after they stop producing eggs in order to avoid tainting the eggs with negative karma via the invention. Or intention, sorry. Have you guys considered a hybridization program? Supposedly, if you get the genetic ratio to an exact one-on-one, the hybrid will possess the ability to transition between human and reptilian forms at will. There's supposed to be a race of Nordic ETs out there who are originally reptilians. At some point along the line, they used genetic engineering in order to change their appearance to Nordic human bodies. Perhaps at one time, they were also facing the same fifth-dimensional issues you guys are, and that was the solution they came up. All this time, I thought it was done for deceptive reasons, and perhaps it was, but maybe there was an additional reason for it. Is the Earth really hollow? Is Argatha a real place? If so... Have you or anyone you know ever been there? Is it true that if a human were venturing through the certain cave system, such as the one in Hang Son Dong, they'd run the risk of being captured by reptilians? Are there different species of reptilians? At the moment, I'm able to recall draconians and terrans. Are you able to say which type you are? Earlier you mentioned the luciferians. What type of beings are they? Are you also mentioned an octopus-like race? Are they the ones portrayed in the 2016 movie Arrival, close to what they look like? Are all underground reptilian facilities situated near volcanoes? If so, do you guys select those types of areas for the warmth and the geothermal power? Stop. Response. I'll judge you all I want under the authority of God. Fear me. Stop. Reply. How can reptoids even compete? Stop. Reply. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for the CCP. Stop. Reply. He's hot. Stop. Reply. Why Reddit fags can't have fun? Stop. Reply. Any truth to the idea that if the reptoids take over enough planets, the whole galaxy gets converted to reptoid space? Something to do with sympathetic vibration? Stop. Reply. I will sit on that face with all my butt and do a big fart until the poop comes out. Stop. Reply. What makes breeding so difficult for reptoids? Stop. Reply. No time. Stop. Reply. Yeah, I do have a right to judge you. It's kind of my thing. Stop. Reply. I have thought it was because of the cloaca. They only have one hole for all their business, so that naturally makes it difficult when you need to go, or if they get egg-bound and die as a result. Stop. Reply. Bro, you are on a paranormal board. Have a little fun with it. Practically all of us are here to get spooked and have fun, like a virtual storytelling around a campfire. A very few people can actually believe it. Stop. Reply. I am judging you anyway. Question, though. Cold or warm-blooded? Stop. Reply. One of you came to me and said it was an angel that tried to have me killed. I wasn't mad, especially since it lured me with beautiful energy. He tried to fuck me, though. He gayed for that. (laughs) Anyways, when I told him about my faith in all the old gods, he tried to kill me. He said, it's either us or you. That's when I understood nothing personal, kid. Just surviving. Also conquering our fucking planet. 
We are dumb as fuck. Anyways, we don't deserve this planet. But if you end up successful, don't chip me like you got did the Greys. Fucking rape and kill me. Stop. Reply. He's no relevance. They literally advance spiritually through the use of physical and getting high on blood. They do have meditation, but I hear they don't use it, and what they know already makes them stronger. You need a body for soul transmutation. Without it, you'll probably just fade away. Stop. Reply. Noise. This is a good one. Point humans against their true gods, just like the Bible, eh? Stop. Reply. Imagine some space came... <laughs> I'm not going to say any racist words. Um, or slurs, but exactly. Who came to some literally who plant with barely intelligent life to fuck up shit like for fun, being a master of anything of value. He might be Earth level God, as us Earthlings are basically space amoebas in evolution, but a speck of dust to actual powers in the universe. Stop. Reply. Shut up, you retard reptiles. Stop. Reply. My boss sprayed the lobby with her own blood yesterday. It was fucking elated. It's lit now. Felt the death specters pass through town multiple times this month. Customers getting dumber by the hour. Drainage. Stop. Reply. Practically all of us here to get spooked and have fun. Very few people actually believe it. Oh, shut up. Stop. Reply. They won't save you from what's coming, motherfucker. Stop. Reply. When I hit the sky, I take shots. Uh, imposters. Yes, I talk that shit. Call me flying saucer. Yeah, stop. Reply. Thirsty vampires always fronting like they stunt. They just pull pullers, never giving what they want. Drop cold shit like a fox in the Arctic. Haters got mad, slibby slobby on a hot dick. Stop. Reply. See, I'm bringing you uncensored. You stole that from Brando's character in Apocalypse Now, almost word for word. Some people still read it, too. It's from the book that the film was based on, Heart of Darkness. Stop. Reply. The greys, insectilians, and other dark species no longer work for us. We're at war with Lyra. Can you elaborate on this part? Also, what do you know of the Nobody? Will you use him as the Antichrist? I already previously did a reading on the Nobody, and I read a thread on my YouTube videos, and I'll post that link as well as the uh, put it on the podcast format later when I convert all my files. So, isn't the West controlled by the Orion group? Those who are ones down who LARP as Catholics. I've read this planet is some kind of linchpin planet, and what happens here affects the multiverse, which is why they control it down here. I will fight you. Stop. Reply. They only need to take over certain key planets like Earth, which are critical nodes of the universe. They need to be exposed and stop before the universe dies. Stop. Reply. Argentina? Question mark. Stop. Reply. Pathetic cowards. Pores on what's covered. They hide because they are evil. Period. How many crimes have humans been blamed for when it was coward lizards? Fuck lizards. Fucking animals. Definitely as bad as... J-O-O's. Maybe even worse. Maybe the good ones still cover the crimes of their kind, making it harder for them to be good. Animals just can't really progress spiritually because they are halfway to full hell and don't have much hope. Their only real hope is bad uh, spiritual practice anyway and be reborn as a real human being. Stop. Reply. I feel really sorry for people who have been hooked by that stuff. It is literally no advantage to buy into it. Jesus says, LMAO, fucking smooth brains. Stop. Reply. Full raw vegan. Many reptilian species survive on alien red fruits and artificial sunlight. There's no protein on meat. That was a myth. Some dark species don't even bother animals. They are more experienced and they are here to teach lessons to any species. By any means. That breaks the laws of this dimension and it can only happen with higher vibrations, which most reptoids don't possess naturally. I don't know anything about that. I can ask and tell you tomorrow. Absolutely yes. This is absolutely true. This is a very big subject. In fact, a book by Jules Verne is based on true events. 
all planets are hollow, and they are meant to live inside. Where I live, there's an entrance to hollow earth, deadly, and I know of other ones. I love this subject, and I study it a lot. There's so many species down here, and many of the aquatic myths your culture depicts are real, and they live down here too. He's speaking about mermaids. Uh, Mostly Aryans live down here, and one must have a high vibration to be able to support this place. Some mammoths are leaving hollow earth and returning to the surface in Siberia. The government has killed tons, so people don't see them, but probably you kill people who get a chance to see the animals anyway. Real place, and no, I have not been to hollow earth, but I do know of it. They run the risk of being captured by more than 12 species. It is very dangerous. There are more than 42 types of reptilians. I belong to the most common, the ones who are called reptoids. We have no wings and no tails. They come from Lyra, same place as the felines, and they are practically vampires. He's speaking about the Luciferians. We call them Luciferians because they are in the command of Lucifer. They are extremely violent and powerful. An interesting fact is that they protect other animal life. This is going to sound very ridiculous, but they are Cthulhu's, such as the ones depicted in Lovecraft's literature. They are even darker than the Luciferians. They live light years away, and they are the most powerful. And that's where it ends. The thread will be archived. The thread then was deleted. I only saved it because of the screen capture I had captured. But while I watched it play out real time, and it's a very short thread, actually, for, for um, a 4chan standards. It only has 39, I think, replies. Or 39 different posters and, and so many odd replies. Um, you could feel an organic realness to the speed of which there were replies, as well as seeing the obstacles, the little roadblocks, the little uh, spike strips that were thrown out by the shills, by the paid trolls, and by the janitors and mods as in real time. The threat only lasted for a few hours. And from those few hours, the information I just read uh, was accumulated. And I hope that you can start seeing for yourselves that this is still worth being considered a source of information. Um, this is still considered being a whistleblower website, a public platform that's accessible outside of the deep web, that's accessible uh, by anyone. Now, one has to learn the language of how to speak it. One has to learn the nature simply by experiencing it, by lurking, as they say it. But it's definitely interesting that, for example, in the Bible, uh, from the mouths of two or more, the truth shall be known. By the mouths of two or more, the truth shall be known. So just think about that, the consistency of the information that was provided. And then the amount of people who participated in this discussion and what that has in terms of reality and what that has in terms of the lore and the doctrine. Um, I'll be continuing this in the second hour, but thank you for making it for a full hour. You guys got a lot of guts. I'll be back right after this musical interlude. So thank you very much. This is Rumors of Instinct 1987.
all of you watching please consider subscribing or liking this video leaving a little comment let me know if you consider uh, my work worth supporting and continuing uh, I've committed to this as my career and I am going to uh, take this time to direct you towards my patreon.com and my paypal.me both are slash rumors of war 1987 that was my original name for the channel for all my long-term viewers people who've seen me uh, you know begin and um, my fight and then kind of uh, take the beachhead further into the front lines of this community into these efforts definitely appreciate all my former and current supporters on the patreon.com uh, 
slash rumors of war, and that's R-U-M-O-R-S of war, 1987. Um, PayPal.me slash rumors of war, R-U-M-O-R-S of war, W-A-R, 1987. Uh, rumors of war, 1987 at gmail.com if you want to look it up that way or contact me with any kind of direct uh deposits or direct support contributions stories or collaborative ideas or interest in being a special guest on the podcast as i am currently always scheduling um i'm currently scheduling and and always scheduling future shows especially with independent artists and creators uh working in similar fields similar genres of this independent journalism of this independent media creator of this independent content producer as well as um, truther community, uh, waking community uh, type subjects, you typically regarded to be um, conspiratorial or obscured, a fringe alternative information, speculation, um, independent theories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Always respectful, always dignified with responses, savvy, experienced, and awoke. So. Don't be afraid if you are speaking from the heart. I will appreciate that and honor you as a guest. So definitely I'm going to be seeking out more guests in the future as well as being receptive to all emails and and collaboration ideas, supports, ideas for future videos, projects, etc. So thank you all very much for supporting my career. These are the early days. This is already a full calendar year into it. Um, you know, dedicated full-time work to it, but, you know, I've actually, I think, found my, my dream job, I found my calling, and I absolutely cannot help but thank you guys enough for the opportunities to, uh, to see it, you know, come to life to, to actually let me live my dreams. So, you can start donating or contributing for as little as a dollar, you know, as a dollar to start the Patreon, and if everyone who listened gave a dollar, I would be well above my budgetary requirements and needs and necessities for my daily life, as well as the ability to purchase better equipment, um, actually support financially my guests, and thus providing better shows, uh, production values, etc. Better videos, long-form documentaries would be performed quicker, as I am currently trying to juggle um, a lot of uh, projects in the air at once now, and and you know, monetary support will help me get food, will help me get the project moving, will help, uh, you know, for example, uh, allow me to afford better production software, get my, get myself actually to locations, you know, provide real on-site reporting and things like that. So definitely, definitely I'm looking uh, forward to the future and helping and looking forward to the future walking forward with you guys, you know, together. The way to do that is to support me if you are a fan. Reach out to me if you are a content creator uh, to, to, you know, enjoy cross-promotion and, uh, and the, the opportunity to provide you a spotlight for your projects, your career, your future, and your development, as well as to kind of wrap with you as a peer-on-peer uh, you know, one educated intellectual to another, respectfully, formally, and to provide an experience where both uh, the material is shared and, you know, the shit is shot, basically, as we kind of, uh, you know, allow our personalities to really bloom in respectful, dignified situations. There's no reason to consider life this constant argument or vindication effort. There is a community that that is there and there's a reason for community and that's because it provides community it provides the 
the good things, the, the nurturing things, the foundational things. So that's basically my, my little advertisement right there. You can find me on Instagram at Rumors of Instinct. Um, if you are wanting to see some images, some memes, my other videos on I'd post on IGTV. Uh, sometimes I do IG lives, um, but I, I think I'm really excited about Instagram as a platform. I really like it. I really like the format of it. I really like the feel of it, the interface of it, the communication present behind it. So, exactly, if you are, um, you know, uh, on Instagram, definitely consider following me. If you are following me, definitely reach out and uh, DM me or anything. Just comment below on some of my pictures. Let me know you're there. Let me see your support. Helps me out a lot motivationally and encourages me to keep up, uh, keeping on. So I thought I'm going to give up. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if I'm, you're, you're there or not. I'm not giving up. But it definitely will, will you know, you know, uh, definitely let me know uh, uh, direction I need to go. You know, it'll definitely help me get your voice heard in the audience because that's kind of what I want to, I want to get this back and forth. I want to get this conversation going with you guys, uh, who are going to be able to access me and reach me directly because I moderate all my social media myself. Um, on Facebook, I'm on, um, Twitter, uh, library, Odyssey, YouTube, um, Library and Odyssey are under Rumors of War 1987. That's because of the Bitcoin wallet. Uh, I'll leave uh, the links there. So basically, my two names are Rumors of War and Rumors of Instinct. Rumors of War was the original. The pages I made with the Rumors of War uh, license and branding, um, that was created last year. And over the year, it morphed and evolved into the Rumors of Instinct uh, broadcast because I wanted to get away from the glorification of war. I wanted to get away from the idea of the merchandising of a serious concept of war. I did not want to use that word in vain simply to kind of, uh, you know, highlight myself. I kind of wanted to make myself a more real human. So the rumors of instinct experience diversifies uh, a sense from a warmongering uh, into what I consider myself philosophically more pacifist. I'm a world peace-minded person. I was using it ironically and in a biblical sense, and I felt like that was being lost. So I am recasting uh, myself, reforging myself, evolving. Really, I think it's just because like, it's like Pokemon. The first version was Rumors of War 1987, you know, and then it, it got a lot of experience, and it was able to evolve now into the Rumors of Instinct 1987, Rumors of Instinct brand, and soon it'll probably evolve again. Um, but I will be the one constantly... Um, in control of that, in control of my own persona. So I hope you guys, uh, that's not too confusing. You know, I hope I'll leave links and everything and, and make sure there's enough information always provided in all my posts, say, for example, on Instagram or YouTube to kind of um, shed some light on that. So thank you very much for taking this ride with me again. You know, whatever kind of uh, content or platform you're seeing this, if you're seeing it on Library and Odyssey, you know, right on. I mean, you're, you're, you're using alternative um, smaller, smaller, uh, venues, but they're more independent and creator driven. They're more profitable, uh, for both parties involved because they speak the truth and they, they, they allow, um, they allow, you know, real talk on those, on those platforms. So definitely if you're watching from the library in Odyssey, if you're watching this, uh, you know, I support you guys. I, I really do. And that's why I kind of am wanting to branch out and switch my focus away from the YouTube 
which to be honest, its algorithm is killing me and um, crushing me under its its big digital boot heel. Um, but you know, I'm appreciative of YouTube immensely because of the service they provided, the the entertainment they provided over the years. You know, uh, I'm not going to bite the hand that that feeds me, basically. So, uh, and I'm not monetized on YouTube either. Don't get me the wrong. I am not monetized on YouTube. I don't have enough uh, subscribers yet, um, specifically because you need a thousand. But if you want to help me out and go subscribe, I definitely recommend that. But even if once I get qualified to have the monetization enacted. Um, I still won't because I believe in direct contributions, direct tips to videos, not ad revenue, not uh, network revenue like that. Podcast is going to be a different matter all entirely. I will start seeking advertisers. I will start seeking um, third-party uh, you know, revenue streams and things like that to kind of help uh, support myself because you know, I'm not an enemy of capitalism. I'm just an I believe that I'm doing real work. I'm not focusing the profit margins. I'm not focusing on the profit margins, but I do believe the profit margins should be there because this is a real career. This is a real work for me. It's like if you were an artist and you painted and you, you, you gave yourself to studying and experiencing and living life and you brought yourself to the point where you wanted to dedicate your whole being, your whole from when you woke up to when you slept to the pursuit of art and you created literally created portfolios of hundreds of paintings and you didn't make one cent off of the actual selling of these paintings but only the tips that people would provide upon seeing the integrity and earnestness of your work of seeing of, of appreciating you know your efforts because you had to give your paintings away for free you had to hang them for free you could not, you know, exactly, because there was only one game in town, really. Well, the only way in a system that, that weird and broken and bizarre is to, is to open yourself up to tips, to advertise the fact that you do appreciate the tips. Because you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Your dream is to create and to paint. My dream is to create and to be a truth teller. Let's be an independent journalist. Is to be someone who is using the real world and the truth as a rebellious act in his writing, in his, in his, in his literature, in his work, in his media creation, his art. But I have to sell, I have to give it to, for, to, for free. I have to provide access to it for free, for absolutely free, in as many different ways as possible. Really distribute it and get it out in front of people's eyes. They can watch it for free. They can watch everything for free. They can download it and keep it for free. That's not the thing. It's not a product-generated service. But the, it, the industry, but the service that I'm providing, I hope, I'm hoping people appreciate. I'm hoping people support. And I'm not asking for anything more than a dollar, for example, to start the, the contribution process. Because of each one who did watch and found some information would contribute simply a dollar. That would allow me to commit myself further into producing greater qualities of work. You would be allowing me to live my dreams to provide you guys, the audience, everyone out there in Dreamland, with free access to content that would be both revolutionary 
and unique, as well as high quality, genuine, and with integrity and heart. So consider that. Patreon.com slash rumors of war 1987. PayPal.me slash rumors of war 1987. Email me at rumors of war 1987 at gmail.com to, con- to discuss any kind of alternative uh, contributions, collaborations, or uh, material for episodes. For my future episodes, you know, as I schedule them throughout the year. I make videos daily. I make uh, videos semi-daily, several a week, three, four a week on average. Um, I am I am very interested in providing spotlights and access to special guests uh, across many, many different genres as long as they're independent. And uh, would definitely love to support their projects as well. So any any funds you are contributing to to uh, the Rumors of Instinct brand, the Rumors of War brand, uh, will be shared equally as the time comes, you know, as they are, as they are booked there up uh, here, because this is, of course, a genre and community that I not only, you know, participate in, but deeply respect and obviously am influenced by. So if I could contribute, you know, uh, monetarily to my guests and support their projects... That would be a way, too, that you would be providing myself uh, funds that would go directly into the independent creator uh, community. Because this is basically a non-profit. Every, every single dollar that's put into the rumors of instinct effort will be converted either to creating product, creating these uh, videos, these recordings, this audio, this podcast... And supporting independent creators across the genres, across the boards as they appear, and uh, you know as I encounter them. So keep that in mind, and and thank you all very much for those who are already contributing. You guys are saving my life. You guys are you guys mean the world to me, and thank you all very much for those who will contribute in the future because I know you guys have good hearts. I know that life is tough right now for a lot of people. I know it's a complicated situation, but I definitely appreciate. Um, as little as a dollar, as simple as a dollar. It's a very humbling experience to ask, but I believe that will actually be the silver bullet, really, when it comes to uh, all my issues and and financial circumstances right now, is that if everyone listening would contribute simply a dollar, I would have more than enough to commit myself fully and to support myself long term. So keep that in mind, guys. $1 $1 to start, a dollar is all I need, right? So, I just gave you guys the whole spiel about this 4chan thing and this reptilian ask me anything. Now, it's unclear what I really think um, it is. It's unclear whether or not this is authentic. Of course, you might be looking at it saying, well, of course this is inauthentic. It is it's a type of comedic act. I want to ask about that, about its consistency of message. It does pass the shill test where, like I said, the better the idea, the more people will hate it and attack it and try to defame it and distract people from it 
because that's all they really can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all they really can do to, to kind of stop it. And I hope you guys got the, the sense of the organic progression of the discussion so far that there would be a good point made there will be good questions asked and there will be people trying to derail the conversation extremely derail the conversation now it continues Okay, let me get back to where I left off, but it does continue. I'll only be reading the relevant things right now, so yeah, let me just get to that point. It'll be a streamlining of it. Just doing some mental editing of it. But yeah, it'll it'll be... Um, I'm no longer going to read the, the troll accounts and everything, but that's basically how I want to proceed. Okay. So, now we're halfway through it, and we'll be continuing. So start. Almost all everything you know about volcanoes is a myth. I have to point out our race name, Luciferians and the octopus race, real names are unpronounceable in your human language. All races have good beings except for the Luciferians. The beings depicted in the movie resemble a type of the same species who is a love species. Both. There is not and will never be an Antichrist. There were many predictions that the Anunnaki command will come to an end one day, which is happening now. The Bible was written by them mostly, and they refer to the Antichrist to the ones. The Antichrist is not a person but many, a state of mind. To the ones who were going to try to bring them down, this is a weapon. And there is going to be a rapture. When this planet enters the fifth dimension, but there won't be monsters or Jesus. I don't know how you read that, but the only reason this planet was controlled in the first place is because of the big amounts of gold. I hope I made myself clear. I mostly use Spanish as my native language. Why did you know about the blue avian aliens? If a human wants to switch species to an alien race that is not as screwed up as humans' next incarnation, how does one go about it? This planet is a prison planet. You would have to fight the demons in the astral realm and avoid the white light to get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to break the sheeple up, but they refuse to do anything and will say, what can I do? I'm wondering why the authorities aren't helping in dismantling the Orion control matrix. I have seen it once and I can tell most of what it is a joke, but yes, Earth will be liberated from evil when it reaches a certain vibration. I saw a movie called Back to the Future years ago, and it would be like that. Think of the car as Earth and that it needs to reach certain speeds to enter this dimension. You're here by free will, and your higher self wanted to be here, like a video game, and you're there waiting to replay it, the same thing. There's no escape from the light. The light is good, and the longer and darker the tunnel means the more archons you have, bad karma, and illnesses. No, I'm not allowed to give you any contact information unless you give me permission to do so, but you'd be in great danger, too.
Humans with high IQ tend to have been other species, and they're here to learn things such as humility, free will, the mind, and materialistic or carnal desires to help humanity in some way. If you acquire a lot of vibration, very good things will come to you in your next incarnation. Helping others does not pay, not like your media says so. Yes, and they are beings of love. Some of them live in Hawaska, Mexico. Their spaceships have yellow and red lights. Because this is the lowest dimension, the higher dimensions are less evil. There is around ten, and this is the first. There are love species here too. Demonic ones intervene other planets because they feed the energy and they love gold and copper. One can't plan his next incarnation. I just want to help my community the more I can and live as a vegan for as long as I live. Most of these diseases are caused from eating certain things, having sex with cosmic destabilizers, chips are self-induced illnesses, so like chips like, like uh, the implants, are self-induced illnesses, so one can learn things like taking care of one's body. Um, I can't answer that, but to one who is aware of these things, it is one's duty to take care of oneself. So self-care, self-love. How differently do various species' minds work? This is a question that was aimed at him. For instance, humans are not really rational, but primarily rationalizing. Is that by design? For instance, if humans were made as a slave race, it would make no sense to make their minds inherently defective like that. Would coming in contact with a species that has a better designed brain make it more likely to learn their thought process and then get an incarnation in one of the bodies next time? Okay, here it is. Response. The only the Akashic Records. You need a very, very developed body and senses to detect any auras at all. You need to learn the patterns of certain figures who are cert certainly not human. Humans have 12 species connections. Two reptilian, six, I don't know the word for it in English, but in Spanish it's Energia Christica, so Christ energy, Christ consciousness. Um, dolphin whale species, four of other species, so basically Cetisians, are citizens, are um, whales, dolphins, porpoises. Most human connections available are the reptilians. This is what people refer to as reptilian brains. The Energia Christica referred to a spiritual loved one. Humans are not that different from Anunnaki's in terms of brain structure. One must fight his reptilian brain and never be a slave for your reptilian brain needs. And urges, so thou shalt not covet. Yes, there are iguanoids too, not that really, well, not that related to us. There are a few of those, let me tell you. Reptilians have a class system, and then there are those who live on their own and achieve ascension, but in a reptilian system, this would be hard. Even though the Dracanians take good care of themselves, never let anyone in their planet starve. So this is basically what I said about their hive system. I've said that in many different counts. They say that they live in a caste system that's very close-knit hive. And, and the idea of breaking away from it is considered taboo to an extreme. Yeah. 
Animals are already very old souls. You who are here obtain knowledge and good energy. I'm sure that you could, your cat would go with you. Your cat spirit could look like He-Man or something. Pets always keep reincarnating as a pet for the same owner. One must fight this reptilian brain and never be a slave for your reptilian brain needs. I'm confused in that you are a reptilian, right? Does this mean you also have this fight with your reptilian brain needs? And if so, why would you want to continue incarnating as a reptilian? Alright. So. Yes, I am a reptilian, but I meant... Uh, that, st that stop and then reply. Yes, I'm a reptilian, but what I meant by this is that our religion has lied to us a lot, and it involves a lot of sacrificing, which hurts the higher self. One must not listen to your needs, and one should evolve like many of the other reptilians are doing now and in incorporating a new type of diet and behavior. I never said I wanted to reincarnate as a reptilian, even though I will always because I belong to that energy. This would take more than 1,000 words to explain properly. There are reptilian-human hybrids, and there are also pure reptilian using a human visceral skin. You need to identify the patterns of these people who you know to be hybrids. Long mouths, baldness, shorter than 182 centimeters tall. Big eyes, etc. I don't have that information, to be honest. There have been much more impactful events that you people will ever know. Stop. Reply. And this is his reply several several posts later, right? So he's answering questions that have been asked. He is actually a robot. Let me explain. He wanted to be president, so they used his body through daily sacrifices. His soul is escaping his body little by little. I know of stars who suffer like this. Lady Gaga, who isn't herself 100% anymore. I personally don't think Biden will end his presidency. Some things else will. Uh, it was a miracle he even won. Yes, this happens a lot. If they go to the police, they will instantly forget about it. In 1993, many people lost their inner dialogue, and a person who can have more than 100 chips, which will control the individual in a primitive way, like suffer, walk, forget, etc. You can't trust another one of your species in case of this. Basically, implantations um, can control inner thoughts, monologues, urges, desires, actions, etc., uh, much like controlling a person like a puppet, and it's been like that since 1993. 2012 was the end of a 27-year period of a certain energy. You should fast and do a lot of yoga or any exercise you enjoy for fitness. It would have ended completely the Anunnaki thing, their rule, basically a world collapse and a renaissance after that. There are tunnels and cave systems everywhere. Trump is an Aryan, and he responded to the Luciferians. A lot of shit posting, and then he's back. Oh, the questions actually are back that are good. So it's a lot of shit posting though. Try to derail the thread, right? Is there really a vast network of underground railway systems powered by Maglev? If so, is that how your kind gets to your destination? As far as the vegan dark species go, what kinds of activities keeps them in the dark category? Do you happen to have a count of how many underground reptilians facilities there are, as well as their locations? What's the true nature of volcanoes? 
of the 42 different species of reptilians out there, are all of you members of an alliance? Were you always a vegan from the time you were born? If not, what made you want to change your diet in the first place? Would you be considered a light-oriented reptilian? When you said you study humans, is that your occupation or more of a side hobby? Are you able to discuss the ways in which you help your reptilian community? Do you happen to have a placeholder name and that provides to humans? I take it that the official narrative of the Greys having been the slaves of the rep- I take it as the official narrative of the Greys having been the slaves of the reptilians is incorrect, and they were actually hired in an outsourcing type of fashion. Do you know what percentage of reptilians are vegan? As far as the Luciferians from Lyra go, do they resemble feline humanoids? I take it that lion roars never ended. Are you able to discuss the various types of craft and armaments the reptilians possess? What will end up happening to all of the reptilians on Earth once it shifts into the fifth dimension? Will they all die instantaneously? If so, at the very least, will the social memory com complex of reptilians be preserved somehow in the afterlife, say the Akashic Records? What's the lifespan of reptilians? What's your current age? Do reptilians need sleep? If so, for how long and how often? Do reptilians experience the dream world similar to how humans do? Does the reptilian body possess subtle energy bodies like the, with the humans, such as the casual mental and astral bodies? Do reptilians have chakras? The answer to that, stop, the answer to that is there are cave systems and landmarks. I don't know anything about maglev. California is probably the most evil state since its underground is filled with the most evil species. They use many humans and human-like species as slaves, and they sacrifice millions in very bad ways. They're also responsible for most of the general illnesses or mass desire for hedonistic pleasures, which results in the pain of others. I would lie to you if I told you how many. The planet is filled with cave systems everywhere in the world. Most of them tend to be connected to one another. I'll give you some examples. Lago Texcoco, Luciferians. Popocatepetl, biggest reptilian underground facility in Mexico. Ahusco, etc. They serve as entrances to hollow earth, most of them. That's really not lava inside. That's a myth. Not at all. There are some that prefer to live on the nature in a system that doesn't affect anyone. Others that are religious and others that are terribly dark. I wasn't raised like that. My mother used to feed us meat and apples mainly. I learned through my studies of other species that did it and that made me change my diet. I'm an intellectual, not one or the other. That's my occupation. You'd be surprised of how many people have seen us in here, mainly poor kids who do agriculture. I manage the human relations. I also work in agriculture. Agriculture and communication. We're many, we're many that are communicated, and we communicate from very afar. Terrans. Yes, they work for us, but no, they don't. I guess that, that's sick. Exactly. That's just how it's written. I'd say 15%. They are humanoid. They resemble to goblins and vampires with different factions. Very similar to the character Malefica. Malefica? Malefica, I'm assuming the uh, the uh, Angelina Jolie character. Anyway, so not yet.
We mainly use telepathic warfare. Our ships are cylinder, gray color. A friend of mine worked as an advisor with Dan O'Bannon when he worked on a movie that was never made, Dune. Lots of the ships designed were reptilian. We have, or they have, emblems too. Um, I would like to reiterate from my own experience and research, they do not possess weapons that you would think are weapons. They use, and I'm not shitting you, what look like magic wands to direct their telepathy and electromagnetic attacks. And like Phil Schneider said, they can look unarmed, but then they'll run their hands into like a motion and then activate something either technologically enhanced psychic capabilities or psionics. They can use uh, telepathy to telekinesis to manipulate objects or to create uh, beams of psychic energy that can, that can operate on the real world. Um, such as generating plasma or burns, you know, what ultimately is like being like electrical shocks. Um, they can cause everything from seizure to paralysis to death, cardiac arrest, um, to actual grievous wounding and rending of, of physical matter. Uh, for example, the same seemingly intangible force that could render a man briefly unconscious could also help... Um, construct tunnels, you know, for example, in solid granite. It's all about the application, the intensity of the application. And the skill, I guess, the power of the, tele the telepathic uh, reptilian. The reptilians that I saw did not possess any weapons, but like I said, he held out his hand and was able to lift this um, sustained, sus substantially heavy uh, case you know, with, with seemingly out t without touching it with any kind of tangible force, you know, like through his mind or electrogravitics. I was thinking more electrogravitics. But in this case, it could have been his being a powerful telepath, which would also explain the lockstep mechanisms and nature of the other um, reptilians as they were, you know, maneuvering or, or basically operating around the site that I remember seeing them in. They operated as if they were being controlled and they could have very well been controlled, guided through a telepathic link system. Right, because that's my thing, is that they are not a hive mind like you think, where it's an ant taking pheromonic orders, like a like a slave or a drone, from the queen on down, but um, rather a hive mind in which one strong telepathic presence could, say for example, control uh, many other individuals, much like Gamer for example, like, you know, the idea that you control someone uh, via your thoughts. You, you can basically direct them like a puppet. So, yeah. If the war ends and the Anarchy lose, most of them will die, but there are lots of reptilians who have nothing to do with them. Some of this will go into the dimension shift. We are an endangered species. We could go extinct in this system. No, it wouldn't be. We're all the higher self-spirits who have nothing to do with what we're doing here. Um... I'm 21 years old in human years. Some live between 150 years, and but the king swapped bodies, and Pindar has lived for more than 400,000 years. Pindar is the father of Prince Charles. Pindar is the one who the highest ranking of them all. He was killed recently, but they managed to swap his body. Dreaming for us is sacred because it doesn't happen a lot. It happens to me since I practice celibacy and have very strict vegetarian diet. We experience a different kind of dream world. We sleep for around four hours a day. Chakras, zodiac signs, topas, and the holistic therapies are Luciferian inventions to keep the humanity controlled. Don't follow any of this. It's dangerous and breaks one's magnetic fields. 
No one knows we're at war. Okay. So this is a um, this is a, another uh, question uh, question uh, reply. It's a list of questions. Do you happen to know which species inhabits the underground of California? As far as dark species go, when you say general illness, does one include cancer? When you mention hedonistic pleasures, do you mean things like travel resorts, food, media, entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, video, computer games, anime, etc., the sports industry, and sex, gentlemen's clubs, prostitution, erotica, etc.? In other words, anything that stimulates the senses and gives off a dopamine high, do the dark species siphon off the energy that gets released during events that take place within the above-mentioned industries? So I take it lava doesn't actually exist. Any and all footage of lava was actually generated by, by AI. If that's the case, I'm guessing the mantle of the earth isn't really filled with lava. What kinds of meat do you consume before you went vegan? Do you have any kind of favorite foods, whether they're meat-based or vegan? How many years have you been vegan? So far, have you noticed any health issues after having eliminated all insect, animal-based foods? Do you have any favorite animal or human-created dishes? I don't make the questions, folks. This is what was written. <laughs> when you said people have seen you and your kind, did you mean they say they saw you guys in your natural form? If so, what were your initial reactions? Did any of you ever have any trouble keeping them a secret? When I asked about a placeholder name, I meant I was wondering if you have a name that you provide to humans so that they know how to address you. My apologies for any potential confusion I may have caused. What are the reasons the greys no longer work for the reptilians? And by greys, I take it you mean the natural organic greys and not the biological androids mentioned within the common lore. As for your friend who consulted with Dan O'Bannon, was he using a holographic cloaking device during the entirety of the project? Might you happen to have any images of the various emblems that appear on reptilian ships? Here are the answers. So that was stop, and then here are the replies. So, the absolute reptilian king, he's as dark as Lucifer. He's a 12-foot albino reptile who has been on this earth many times. There is not a book that tells us this about, but this is the seventh Atlantis and Lemuria were the sixth. That's all I know. Tolkien's literature refers to the fourth one. There have been many humans, and even some of them went to space and became slaves on Mars. There can be both sides of the government, but Canada generally is working for Russia. Iran is its own thing, like a third party. It has been proven many times there are many types of protein, and the meat protein is not a real good one. Of course, I myself and others don't follow the Anunnaki. Reptilians come to the light, but they decided to turn their back on it millions of years ago. Some come from the light of dragons. Right. So, I guess that like explains like the Oriental dragons being kind of good and positive things, and like the kind of dragon influence kind of being um, contradictory to them both being evil and at the same time like bringers of society, the Promethean thing. Okay, more answers. Luciferians, Reptilians, and Greys. The song Hotel California, a song in I enjoy, refers to being abducted into a Luciferian underground facility where they torture people. Cancer is that. Cancer and can come from dozens of lives. It can be cured for me and my people drink our own urine, which makes our health even better than those in power. Yes, that's what I mean with hedonistic pleasure. There's good movies and music I personally enjoy, even though they're not supposed to be a part of that. 
I like very much the 20th Century Fox Alien series. I think there's some truth to that. There's reptilian species, which looks exactly like them. But yes, these energies from the energy that these things cause, you should only be part of those movies if they don't damage your body like music or movies do. I don't know much about video games, but I don't think there's any good for anybody. The Earth is hollow, and the lava is the result of friction caused in the second level of the crater inside. Some eat human meat, and I eat cow meat. I never liked it unless I was cooked for others of my kind. I don't like it. I only eat oatmeal, and I have remained with this diet for two years. Humans can do it, too. It's the only food without histamine, which is the mother of all diseases, producers, and allergies. There's a kid that needs to us when he sees us. We like him, and he always offers us tomatoes. He works at the market. We've also helped a farmer, which got shot. I say about 20 people in the last two years. They treat us with a lot of respect, and so do we. The past generations used to eat a lot of kids, and there were myths about us, but now we most of the vegetarians think mainly to me and others. I wouldn't say the same about other communities. The Anunnaki's have always worked for Luciferians, and they decided that there wasn't going to happen again, so by default, they own the greys. I don't know. Angels tend to be in the sixth one. Autist kids decide to be autist, and they have a tremendous spiritual power. They're the ones that can defeat a Nephilim easily. The Antichrist is a state of mind, and it is convenient for normal humans in the modern world. Here's a so stop that one, and then the reply is another list of questions. And the questions begin with, when you said some of you will go into the dimension shift, do you mean some reptilians will be able to ascend into the fifth dimension? Is Pindar still alive? Is he simply in another body? If so, do you guys have the technology to capture a reptilian's consciousness, store it and keep it safe, and then transfer it to a new avatar? Were you always celibate your entire life? If not, what made you want to change your lifestyle? And by celibate, I take it you mean that also includes semen retention. When you guys dream, do you have access to separate astral plane that's reserved only for reptilians? Do you happen to have a comprehensive list of things that would fall under the umbrella of holistic therapies? As far as histamines go, have you heard of zeolite? It's capable of lowering histamine within the body. A good brand is haltropin. The only thing is that it has a tendency to cause demineralization. However, as long as you will be able to replenish your mineral reserves, it ought to be safe to use. How do you guys tend to power your technology? I take it you don't use electricity like humans do. Have you guys reached the stage where you don't experience any kinds of health maladies? Or if you do, do you guys have the medical technology capable of curing any kind of disease that might ail you? Do you guys use genetic engineering on your own bodies? You mentioned there have been red-colored alien fruits. Do these happen to have a name? Might they be growing naturally out there in the wild somewhere on Earth? Are you able to describe the emblems that appeared on the reptilian ships? Do you happen to know the 12 different species who inhabit the cave systems of Earth? Do you know why the woolly mammoths began to migrate from the inner Earth and towards the surface? I take it the government has been killing them in order to keep the hollow Earth secret. Do you know which government is doing this? Answer. I have no idea. It could be from 50 to 200 years, depending how fast this planet reaches certain vibrational states. Be positive, and it will happen faster. 
mm, how to contact them? Well, if you could try astral projection, and if you want to see one in real life, you could go and travel the cave systems with a tunic and lots of things to offer them, although I wouldn't recommend this at all. You could try to enter the hollow earth if you like. There's many entrances if you don't fear death. Many reptoids live in Mexico, since it is a reptoid country, although it is changing. Its president works for the octopus race, AMLO Trump Putin, which is doing a lot of good to this country. It has a lot of feminine energy, too. I don't think more than 200 reptoids will ascend. Only the ones that work in the light, their higher spirit, could be someone with a cat energy who knows. These are just bodysuits. They use dark energy and sorcery through blood rituals. It's not really technology-based. I believe he, is styled a lot, he stayed alive but being kept because they're at war. Yes, I'm a virgin, but that means no ejaculation. Many light reptoid intellectuals have been celibate, but that's the only way to be your best intellectually. I recommend it especially nowadays. That's a lie. We dream similarly even though I can't control my dreams. All of them. They're all bad. They can make you feel good for the few first few days, but if they put implants on you and if you exit the low vibration, they can stalk you and make you suffer. You should stick cobra position yoga, martial arts, and running. This may make hurt your human ears, but we just drink urine. I fasted with old one when I was infected with the fatal bioweapon, and that's it. Reptoids are extremely sensitive to histamine. No, reptilians are extremely wise when it comes to that. We don't depend on any technology like other species. That's what the Alien movie is about. A reptilian genetically engineered species created by the Anunnaki and depends on technology to survive. Some do. The older the body gets, the more sickness it attracts. That's why so many reptilians drink young blood. But the way the body can stay healthy, but it's bad in the long run if we don't have a lot of it. I like to live as simply as possible. They don't have a name in the language. In my language, it sounds something like Esterash. I also eat them along with my oatmeal. They're quite delicious. They have spines, and it tastes something like grapes and kiwi. I don't know about any being outgrown outside. I almost all facilities grow them with some kind of artificial sunlight. You should also stay away from corn. It comes from one of our planets, and it was meant to hurt people's bodies. One is a snake eating itself. One, it's a gecko in a circular way, and the draconians have their own emblems. It's mostly winged dragons and a color in the background. There are way more species than just 12. I'll name some. Draconians, reptoids, iguanids, amphibians, chitauri, insectoids, octopus ones, Luciferians, Arians, Andromedians, Lyrans, Avians, Canids, Falcons, Monkey-like, Zeta Reticuli, Greys, Elephant Humanoids, Christicos, Dolphin-like, and many others which are unnameable in this language. Because the vibration of this planet is ascending and these creatures move a lot of energy... I forget to mention they're coming too from Patagonia, Argentina, which is the most important piece of land when it comes to energy because it has their main entrance to hollow earth. There's even an island in the surface with most of the inner earth creatures such as unicorns, small dragons, pink whales, woolly mammoths. I know it sounds like a fairy tale, but it's completely true. 
There are militaries in these zones that will kill you if you get too near to the entrance. The ones killing them is the Anunnaki Argentinian government. Questions. Would acupuncture, acupuncture, acupressure, Reiki, and Kong be examples of holistic therapies? When you mention chips, did you mean physical ones that get installed in one's body? Or did you mention non-physical ones as energetic etheric implants? Also, how do they get installed? Are they self-installing or do other beings in other dimensions carry it out? Have you guys tried exporting the S. Tarash fruit to the human world? Like, have you tried giving some of the farmers you know and have them attempt to grow it in its natural state? Does it grow off a vine or a tree? Is corn an outright bioweapon? Do you know the name of the island that hosts the inner earth creatures? Do you happen to have its GPS coordinates? If not, do you know how one might go about finding it? Do you happen to have a comprehensive list of all the entrances to inner earth? Are reptilians native to earth, or did they originate on another planet? Answers. Yes, I don't practice them. There will be a rise of this therapy since the religions reptilian aren't working anymore, so they'll give you their solution. It's hard to believe implants are extremely little and are literal implants. Lots of humans have more than a hundred. The more a person has, the more of the energy bank and robot he is, so in a way, you can't trust anybody because everyone takes part in hedonistic pleasures. How to get rid of chips? With fasting and lots of exercise which you enjoy like running. Your chips control your mind and it can be quite difficult to get rid of them. These chips also cause allergies and diseases. Oil is a thing that has more implants in all the foods, not to mention fast foods. Now, it's completely forbidden since it's sacred. It grows of a vine. Yes, it is. It was brought here to the Chitari. They used it to control many ancient civilizations. No, I don't know the name of the island. It's not an island. It's an area. Popocatepetl, Nevado de Toluca, Los Siete Luminaris, Mount Shasta, the North Pole, the South Pole, and hundreds more. If you reach a cave system near a volcano, it will take you down to the hollow earth if you keep walking. The island has no name. It was not an island, even though there are islands similar to these. This section is an edge of the South Pole connecting with Argentina. We originate from the Draconians, who originate from the dragons. They originated in the solar system Draco, which is now completely exploded and useless. There is a massive snake I know of, of a loved one whose name is Kundalini, that lives under Latin America and has provoked earthquakes when moving from one place to another. Questions. When you say reptilian religions, I take it you mean all of the religions the reptilians created for humans to participate in? If so, what would include all throughout history, including but not limited to ancient Greco-Roman, ancient Egyptian, Viking, Zoroastrian, Abrahamic, and Dharmic? As far as fasting in order to get rid of the implants goes, would any kind of fasting work, whether it be fruit, fruit juice, wild grasses, water, or dry? Or the chips... Na implants nanotech based in other words are they basically nanotechnology so the s fruit is sacred as is 
only ETs are allowed to consume it, or only reptilians. Is that sacred rule a religious or cultural one? Do you know where the fruit originates from? Do you know in which ways corn is a bioweapon? Do you have a comprehensive list of all the harmful things it does to the human body? Is it safe for animals to consume? I take it dragons actually used to exist on Earth. If they did, was the last time they were around during the 4th Civilization era alluded to in Tolkien's writings. Do you know what happened to them? Is it true they still exist on the astral plane? Answers. Yes, but other religions were created by the Nephilims, Arians, and Luciferians. We created the Catholic Church, and the Arians created the Christian one. Jesus did exist. His name was Mincha, and he came to this earth millions of years ago, not thousands. This would take a lot of explanation, but it has to do with the fact that time doesn't exist. When you worship a symbol, the energy comes to its creator, such as the crucified Jesus and the people celebrating his death by eating bread and drinking wine. That's totally reptilian, and the energy goes to the Vatican, which is now Arian. The last pope is the first Arian pope. No, even water fasting is bad. It has to be either dry fasting or urine fasting, which eventually tastes like coconut water. Luciferian, great chips that are nanotechnology mixed with biology and dark energy. It takes a lot to grow and has a lot of energy value. Only reptilians consume it comes from a planet sounds like Eureka, which is in the Draco system. For one, it contains a lot of implants. The human body isn't designed at all to digest corn. Only reptilians can. It lowers the IQ and breaks the magnetic field. Millions of years ago, dragons came to the earth for the gold. Yes, probably even though there's still living dragons the size of two elephants together, there's dragons eight miles inside the hollow earth. Some dragons ascended dimensions and came to be called angels, the light dragons. The dark dragons are extremely rare. Okay, questions. Have you heard of Magellans? If so, might the one with the diseases caused by the Luciferian great ships? What about Lyme disease? There's a theory it's a bioweapon that escaped containment. Do you happen to know what was behind its creation, assuming it was only humans involved? So I take it urine therapy is completely safe. Might it be possible to actually retoxify one's body that way? In regards to the S. Tarash, have you tried looking into Nikola Tesla's research? There's a certain method that makes it much easier to grow fruits. I'm recalling it correctly, the fruits grow more rapidly and can reach much larger sizes than under normal circumstances. It might have to do with the activating manipulating of fruits etheric blueprint. The same kind of technology can be used to regrow limbs. Do you know if all dragons are sentient? In other words, could a human have a conversation with them? Is Kundalini energy safe? Or does it also fall within the list of holistic therapies? Answers. Archons. Insectoids are great bioweapon engineers. COVID-19 was a Luciferian slash gray creation in order to bring down the Anunnaki reign and start the real New World Order. If Trump had won, COVID-19 would have ended quickly, and as I said, the Anunnaki's would have been destroyed. It's the healthiest practice in all the universe. Child's urine is even sacred. Why do you think babies are covered in urine when they are unborn? Even the Bible talks about it. That's just how Jesus fasted. 
Oh, watermelons are completely engineered in that same way. They used to be very small. S. Tarash is more used in special occasions. A human could feel a dragon's presence meters away without looking. They would normally make people faint since it's a very low or very high vibration creature. And yes, they can and do speak. Kondalini is a real serpent. The Hindu representation is a Luciferian entity. All Hindu religion is based on Lucifer. We have two hearts and you need a metal or gold copper band on your head. That way no one can control you telepathically. In theory, only the Archons are considered demonic. If you refer to the ones with orange light, don't worry, they are harmless bird-like species. Yes, fire is used by the felines and about the other ones I don't know. And so, yeah, that's basically the story as it is right now for that Ask Me Anything, you know, voluntary interview that happened on X today with a reptilian, supposedly a a self-proclaimed reptilian or an ambassador for the reptilian species. Now, a lot of this information I have myself personally um, research to come to the conclusion when looking at the deep provided mythologies and lores and subjects matters to it. I'm not saying any of this is beyond human imagination. I'm not saying that I know for certain that it is or isn't um, either a fabrication or the authentic um, expression of a reptilian using um, just our forms of communication. What I am saying though is that it does hit a lot of boxes for a lot of authentic information that I've seen and the way it's handled and the way it's addressed, either it's an incredibly clever AI uh, conversation with itself to manipulate this uh, community, you know, once again, or it is a type of self-satirical um, um, internal hoax, you know, with, with itself. But like I said, it's been a... A it hits a lot of boxes on the other hand too, where it's it's attacked and at the same time it doesn't seem to be inconsistent with the material's deep lore, with the actual community's deep lore. So this is someone who's spent a lot of time researching and acquiring the expertise for how reptilian culture would work and the current state of the SSP, the current state of that kind of community. So it was either someone who had expertise within the community playing a prank. Or um, an AI, you know, using the the esoteric collective terminology and knowledge and lore um, to kind of question and answer itself in this persona. Or as a YouTuber, Aaron Hayworth uh, from Australia. Let me actually get his YouTube pulled up here so I know what I'm saying. It's Aaron. I know that for sure. He recently talked with me over YouTube um, about about whether or not 
um, 4chan was actually a testing ground for AI bots, you know, chatbots, or actual means for intelligence agencies and extraterrestrials to communicate with each other over distance using conventional means that didn't have to rely on encryption because they would just be considered absolutely um, absurd, you know, on the face of them. Now, this might seem a little strange for the, you know, uh, uninitiated. Why would they, for example, go through so, you know, sloppy of an effort to be addressing people? But there's also a number of factors in which, yes, they're not hiding anymore. As a species, I've already come to that conclusion, you know, in my own research, that as a species, they must be going extinct. And they must be simply falling to entropy and attrition, you know, based on the conversion of the Earth to an inevitable point. So you're going to start seeing disclosure because they simply do not have the motivation as a species to because they're already on death's door to um to you know uh survive not to fight to actually keep hiding you know like once the once the game is up you know they are eventually going to start coming out and being um extremely present because the history of them is not hidden this is not a extremely obscure subject the evidence is there for them there are many speakers who have risen to worldwide popularity promoting ideas themes theories on these creatures existence on our cohabitation with them the subject of crypto terrestrial extraterrestrial multi-dimensional entity is one that's actually you know producing mainstream traction and things you know it's not like this is simply um, the culture of schizophrenics. This is the culture of exactly like people who like David Icke who do world tours. You know, this has audiences of mil- and believers of millions of people. Um, you know, it's it's one of the main pillars of the truth movement or the the truth community is the is the existence of this other coexisting intelligent species that is living alongside us on Earth. The the idea of it being an extraterrestrial living on a home planet elsewhere or in a system elsewhere or in some kind of aspect elsewhere is not what we're saying. This this is a creature that is living, cohabitating and using Earth next door to us as our neighbor within our own society and communities. They are maybe off limits. They may be living underneath us. They may be living with advanced technology. Uh, manipulating us, controlling us at large, but at the same time, they are living with us, within reach of us, within eyesight of it, of us. They interact with us um, indirectly on a daily basis, and directly on some time, on a, on a more routine and common basis than we're presumed, especially presumed if you don't presume they exist. But yes, um, the YouTube channel was Aaron Haywood, the creator Aaron Haywood, A A R O N. H-A-Y-W-O-D. Aaron Haywood is an Australian YouTuber who uh, does a lot of videos on reptilians and matrix glitches and shifts and things like that. Uh, You know, on live news and psyops on the media. Uh, We were speaking about the reptilians, although, that are present online in chat rooms, specifically forums, things like that. And the weird shit that we've seen, specifically, uh, for example, the posting of a selfie 
that was of a reptilian uh, uh, from a digital phone, and that was posted online. That caused the website to close down, and that was a subject that has been kind of... It's, it's never gone away since it happened, I believe, in 2017, that it was absolutely both a extremely authentic occurrence uh, happening, if you will, for disclosure, as well as a massive government cover-up. And it's no doubt, for example, the FBI uh, monitors uh, uh, 4chan and things because it's been cited as a source for extremist uh, communication, domestic terrorist communication. It's military intelligence, basically. They use it because it's anonymous image posting, anonymous posting. And it, it's easily conceivable that extraterrestrials use it as well as you know CIA assets and things like that. Uh, to communicate, because no one is going to take anything seriously unless you can speak to each other in the proper code words. And it's like, it may look like gibberish to us, but they understand certain key phrases. It may look like a kind of commonality for everything, but it's all a code. It's all a, 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 an AI, for example, an AI chatbot sometimes will speak in gibberish, but to it, it's creating its own language, it's creating its own grammar, it's creating its own um, crypt, crypto, uh, cryptography. And um, I guess that'll also be kind of, because I've kind of finished up the interview for The Reptilian, my shout-out for this week is Aaron Haywood as a internet creator, as a YouTube creator. Um, Aaron Haywood creates videos where he would investigate reptilian shape-shifting on the mainstream media, uh, false flags, false news hoaxes, as well as, um, you know, calling out the matrix as it is presented to us by these extraterrestrial shape-shifting beings, these extra-dimensional beings, um, presenting themselves as human, presenting the world as, as only human, uh, to keep us basically trapped in a world of confusion and, uh, and suspension of, of disbelief. Um, Aaron Haywood, A-A-R-O-N, H-A-Y-W-O-D. I'll be linking this on uh, YouTube and, um, you know, so you guys can look it up if you're watching this on YouTube description box. And I believe that also transfers to Library and Odyssey, so give him a look. Uh, check him out, support him, leave comments on his channel and everything. Watch his videos. He makes really good points, um, such as the absurdity of the quickness the inter the media is to bring onto um, certain events, such as, for example, celebrity passings or the arrests of individuals. Um, you know, way faster than is to be believed, or even the incredible amounts of shape-shifting uh, evidence, such as, for example, human teeth morphing, human face morphologies, uh, reptilian um, things like hands and presented a, or, or mannerisms, and say, for example, mainstream news hosts. It's it's always worth a check out every day as channeling because he uploads regularly. So I cannot highly uh, recommend him anymore. Aaron Haywood. Um, I hope to get him on the show and to uh, kind of interview him. So, yeah, just here it is for first. You know, I'm telling you guys now. And uh, definitely recommend recommend uh, Aaron Haywood. So that's been my Northeast, West, South news um, segment. That was the interview I kind of wanted to sit on. So I guess today I covered uh, GameStop stock, um, stock crisis or manufactured PSYOP. I... Uh, covered the reptilian interview I found on the 4chan's X board. I plugged Aaron Haywood, uh, recommended him uh, as my independent YouTube creative. 
um, that I kind of want to showcase. And I'll end up the segment with an entertainment story, uh, entertainment news. And this is going to focus on video games instead of movies because there hasn't been... Oh, I guess I can include it too. So we have a little bit of disappointment. Um, good old 2012 timeline for entertainment where everything is fucking disappointing and shitty when it comes to entertainment and, and uh, you know, our culture that we're being offered by our uh, lords and masters in Hollywood and, and elsewhere, the powers that be. But also... Distinctly a blow for the independent creative. <laughs> Distinctly a blow for the people by the people. And we got to own up to this one. Um, let me tackle the mainstream Hollywood first so I can kind of appropriate my hatred in order. Mainstream Hollywood, uh, legendary Warner Brothers, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, they released their trailer after months of delay. And the movie should have came out last year, but they obviously refilmed it in a quick, hurry to make things look good, you know, to make things look better and presentable, as well as they probably saw what kind of hot garbage they had produced and took advantage of the fact that the COVID thing broke out to quickly go back and, and you know, uh, try to clean up their mess. But the trailer looks fucking atrocious. The CGI looks like shit. Everything is fucking laughable and absurd. That's all in the trailer. Um, it looks generic, it looks lame, it looks, uh, bad. It looks like it's going to bomb. It probably won't bomb for the sheer amount of excitement, but itself was never a, like, it's not the top, uh, ten of, um, movie franchises currently in creation, for example. Like, it's, it's popular, but it's like... The same way Hellboy was popular. The same way that Pacific Rim was popular. Like, people have a lot more faith in the movie itself, and I don't think that um, there's going to be as much, you know, fan welcome as they think it is. So it will financially bomb. It'll critically be destroyed. I absolutely have no doubt about that. And that it'll be one of the bigger disappointing end caps of a trilogy. I know it's a third film in the MonsterVerse trilogy, but I already made my own creative videos about the scripts of uh, the films, and I'll be releasing those after I convert the audio. Um, but a big, big part of what I wanted to kind of make point was um, I am extremely disappointed by this trailer, by this quality of franchise, and as time goes on, um, I feel like I will be justified in my disappointment, in my, my kind of like buyer's remorse of the legendary Warner Brothers Americanization of Godzilla. And, you know, the, the, the faults are present in the 2014 version. It's just become, like, exponentially worse every single film. The, 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 the pacing, the plot, everything. Um, and the graphics have, have, while they were so exciting... Because I remember coming into this around 2012, you know, seeing the the, the self-made previews and things and the graphics. I thought now was the time to kind of make the Godzilla movie we all want to see. Um, yeah, you're gonna see that you can't build a movie on CGI. You're gonna see you you can't build a movie on um, on trying to just film a digi a Pixar film and put people in it. Like Godzilla is not a Pixar character. Godzilla is not Shrek. You know, like, exactly. You're going to start seeing that. A fully digital Godzilla is not the answer that the uh, that the, the, the world is, is needing. In fact, 
Um, Shin Godzilla, I believe, using a practical and analog model, um, created an extremely good uh, Godzilla film, as well as moving Godzilla to anime and Singularity Point and then Planet Godzilla uh, were extremely rewarding experiences. While Legendary's Godzilla films have struggled to find their voice and tune, and now it seemed to be just purely children's films. So, but you know, exactly, I can't make a full criticism. I'm just kind of talking about what I feel about the trailer. It's that it sucks, and it will. This movie will suck. It was bad. These people should feel bad. So um, now the second one. That's fuck you, big Hollywood. Second one to fuck you ourselves, the little guy, the independent people producer of content and uh, entertainment, the, the, <laughs> you know, uh, exactly what the, the brothers doing it for, uh, for us, you know, the brothers doing it for ourselves, they got to answer for this one. Um, the absolute mediocre shit show that was Fallout Frontier. Um, I've heard a lot of scandal recently because this, I think the day I'm making this, January 29th, is one full day after the fact they pulled it from their virtual digital shelves they pulled it from Steam they pulled it from Nexus Mod um, because of controversy surrounding certain sexualized and and kind of risque scandalized obscene uh, material in, in the game itself but what I really wanted to address was the overall reviews of the game were that over seven years of development, seven years of development that modders who volunteered through the sheer love and passion of Fallout New Vegas uh, and um, Oblivion's, uh, you know, masterpiece of an RPG and the Fallout lore, which is this epic, like, classic... Uh, video game, you know, franchise, American-made uh, fran- RPG franchise. Um, that's as every since epic as Dungeons and Dragons, and in, in every bit as cool as Mad Max. Um, you know, like this this lore that they had to work with. After seven years, they were able to create a functionally good-looking game, but at the same time, blow every fucking chance they had with making a good story. And doing anything original besides ripping off very cliche movie elements, like action movie elements, war movie elements specifically, in their pursuit at creating an original story and absolutely um, falling flat on their face and all their executions of character development, characterization, uh, the handling of, for example, like the 100,000 lines of dialogue that it takes to fucking make a video game. Uh, the the fulfilling of territory for the sake of replayability and novelty of exactly they bit off so much, and to think that Oblivion made Fallout New Vegas in like a year, you know, I think they made it like in three years, and Fallout New Vegas has been has considered one of the best games of all time, and it's been that way for ten years, fucking running. And that this Fallout mod was seven years in production. It was started three years after its release in 2013. And it took until 2020 to finish this fucking mod. And then the people produced it, backed out of... They pulled it after a week of negative reviews. 
because they found an issue with one of their developers probably being a pedophile and putting in a weird part of... And he wasn't even part, the person responsible for the weird part of the game. That's not even the weird thing about They're trying to use scandal and obscenity as a way of justifying pulling out and of a disappointing um, presentation. It's like if you said you made an iPhone and the iPhone was a piece of shit, but you then blamed a guy for being a pedophile and that's why the phone was a piece of shit. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But that's the world we're living in now, where creators, if they fail, don't own up to their failures. We, as consumers are, 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 and supporters, are left in the lurch because we have no... Exactly, we put our faith in the wrong people and support the wrong people. And then um, the debate isn't about the actual quality of the game, which is what's truly the debate. The controversy is that after seven years, they failed to make a coherent and um, rewarding playing experience, entertainment experience. Um, and so the game would have failed in the long term as people continue to examine it and explore it and really kind of tear into it. You know, like really start seeing that in seven years, these people have basically, you know, ridden the hype wave and used it to to create their careers without providing ultimately any full service or any kind of final product. And that, because um, it's not about the controversy regarding the, the teenage sex slave. It's not about the collaring. It's not about, this is a game where fucking slaves exist, where you could have been a slaver in previous installments. In the first two games, you can kill children and then you have to understand that you can cannibalize you can you can sleep with prostitutes you can do drugs you can uh, be a raider you can um exactly be a wasteland uh horror in the fallout universe it was never about the scandal or the obscenity those actions are always justly punished inside the game in its own engine as is the current action. The thing is, that's a repetitive, very simplified, boring, boring, by 2020 standards, boring uh, character, little action or part. It's, it's, yes, it's part of Fallout. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that at this point, it's very disappointing that, for example, the four DLCs that were provided by the original New Vegas Obsidian crew um, Dead Money, Honest Hearts, um, Old World Blues, and Lonesome Road were almost excellent standalone games. They could have been four sequels if they had just been fleshed out a little more. And each one of their stories was absolutely rewarding, diverse, and unique, and, and new. This is a basically a reskin of the um, New Vegas campaign where you have NCR uh, versus Legion, same kind of stakes over uh, you know a, a major tipping point of the battle, and, and it, exactly, it's just a rehashing. It's um, and I think what's sad is that really we had a great Fallout release, a mod, um, Fallout Brazil, Fallout New California Republic, the Brazil project, the New California Republic, um. Uh, uh, Fallout mod was probably the 
second best Major Fallout release this last 10 years. And that was a mod from the Fallout New Vegas uh, engine, same as this one. This has gotten a lot more press, this has gotten a lot more fans, and this has a lot more people ex like, like waiting for it, given the, the engine, the graphics, and the hype. And it has failed at every single level, except for a few novel and, and well-orchestrated um, game engine features. People need to answer for that, not for the, the fake scandal, not for the fake obscenity, not for the fake social justice warrior bullshit. People need to realize that the game itself was bad and disappointing on a number of reasons throughout the pacing of the story, throughout the boringness of the plot, throughout the rehashing of the mechanics and the engines, etc. Um, it didn't provide. It totally failed to satisfy. And to say that they pulled it because they want to re-edit a part where a, a, a young uh, woman is sexually abused, there's a lot of current content in the Fallout universe that is worse than what they said they pulled it for. What they pulled it for is because they don't want to keep getting destroyed by critics. They don't want to get destroyed and have their seven years of work prove that they are some of the most incompetent uh, story creators and game developers. Um, you know, and that's, that's the point with the whole Kickstarter thing. The whole independent creator thing. All these projects have disappointed. All these projects have disappointed. Star Citizen... Um, uh, No Man's Sky, all all these little um, for the people by the people funded video games have disappointed and have been absolutely trash. Except for a number, I know there's a select few of these golden little champions that are just basic platformers and things. Yes, they might be inventive, but be, but outside of platforming, people have not been able to create independent video games that are as good as major studios. Within any main, with any reference of like realistic time schedules, like who seven years? They spent seven years making this fucking video game, and it sucks. The original video game was made in like three years in a rushed project, and is considered one of the best games of all time. You understand? Like this doesn't make any sense. It's because there's a gulf of professionalism of real skill. People don't know how to make video games, yet that video game industry is worth billions of dollars. And it's worth billions of dollars because they hold those secrets, the production, those secrets of game creation, and that's how to create the narrative, how to create the, the immersion. And they use their encyclopedic knowledge of this type of entertainment system to just basically keep the, the golden apples for themselves. You know, they keep that gold for themselves. That's what's worth more than gold. Not raw processing power, not skill coding, not, not access to computers. It's the ability to write and create good video games quickly. And it really makes you think things that Resident Evil have done, things that really have been done, say, for example, in the, in, in the video game world in different franchises. I mean... Herculean production tasks, Herculean efforts to produce entertainment for the masses and to do so so well. I mean, we need to really reappreciate these these figures for who they really were in creating and implementing their dreams and their vision in video game format, which itself is proving to be an extremely difficult format to master. The proof of this is in Fallout Frontier.
and don't buy into the scandal. It has nothing to do about the social justice warrior bullshit. It has nothing to do about sex. It has nothing to do about violence. It's about the mediocrity of the story. It's about a production team's squandering of nearly a decade to show how mediocre their, their talents really were and being too cowardly to address the public which supported them as creators with integrity should. And you've got to say what you want to say about the big guy in Hollywood for continually fucking up and, and creating the, these absolutely disappointing films over beloved franchises where arguably independent producers could have done better with independent, uh, you know, visions of integrity, visions of artistic integrity, if they were given the such chance. But video games seem to be quite the opposite, where mainstream uh, major studios seem to still be able to possess this magic, this old Hollywood magic of producing really well-executed and... And excellent production values. You know, excellent productions. Whereas the independent person has yet to impress me personally when it comes to video games. And I'll leave you guys on that. That's just my review uh, for entertainment for this week um, of July 29th, 2021. Uh, the Northeast West South News. So, you know, I've said it once. What doesn't worth, you know, why say it again? And I'll leave it at that. If you guys wanted to hear the opinion again, I think I said it clearly. Um, just press uh, pause, you know, backtrack a little bit and hear my opinions on Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong and um, Fallout Frontier. Those two, um, those two news stories in the world of entertainment. I have been rumors of Instinct 1987. This has been a very good program, I feel, so far. Thank you for the chance to, you know, speak to you in, out there in Dreamland, out there in the audience. If you're a new listener, please consider subscribing and liking. Um, those little gestures are free to you, and they mean so much to me. If you would like to contribute and support me monetarily for as little as a dollar, patreon.com slash rumorsofwar1987. PayPal.me slash rumors of war nineteen eighty seven. You can search for these with the email rumors of war nineteen eighty seven at gmail.com. Rumors of war R U M O R S of War W A R nineteen eighty seven. It was the first incarnation of this channel and this creative studio and um as it's evolved rumors of instinct nineteen uh eighty seven uh, to the Rumors of Instinct podcast. Um, you know, I keep it to kind of remind myself. I keep it to kind of ground myself and, and to kind of remember. So, sorry for the confusion, but it's also the Library and the Odyssey uh, channels are the Rumors of War 1987. So if you're listening to this on podcast and want to check out my videos that I normally post on YouTube, um, you could, but don't want to kind of do the big tech thing, I totally understand. Library and Odyssey offer an alternative platform for video hosting, and I support them entirely and recommend you guys checking out uh, the number of other creatives and content producers who have flocked there because of the greater creative control and uh, ownership provided by uh, that platform. 
That's Odyssey and our library. And my channel is Rumors of War 1987 on those platforms. Uh, Rumors of Instinct 1987 on YouTube. And this is the Rumors of Instinct podcast. So thank you all very much for watching me. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all and good night. God bless you and your families. Must go the shadows and see the way.